Hello, my love, and welcome back to another episode of the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. I am so sorry that this episode is so freaking late. We are going to release this on Monday afternoon, but it is literally Monday morning, and I am recording this. This weekend was, whew, it was a lot. Um, if you saw my Instagram stories yesterday, you know that I spent almost the entire day with my mom in the emergency room. She had been sick for probably like almost two weeks, probably 12 or 13 days and thought she had COVID, kept testing negative, then thought she had the flu, but went to the doctor and was testing negative. She started to feel better in her respiratory symptoms, like she was able to breathe better and things like that. But she developed cellulitis in her leg really bad, which can become life threatening if I think the infection gets into your bloodstream or something. I'm not 100% certain, but she went to the doctor last week and the doctor said, if after 48 to 72 hours of being on an antibiotic, your leg hasn't cleared up and gotten significantly better, you need to go to the emergency room. So my mom, I love her dearly. She has a huge, massive fear of doctors and hospitals because pretty much every time she has gone to the doctor or hospital, there's been something significantly wrong. She is one of those people that waits and waits and waits until like you can't wait anymore to go to the doctor. So she could have gone to the hospital by herself yesterday, but I wanted to be there to support her number one, because I didn't trust that she wouldn't go if I didn't actually go and take her because she's the type to continue to put things off. And the cellulitis was getting really, really bad, was not clearing up. And the emergency room was there was so much happening there. It like had my anxiety and stress out of control. There were people who were being rushed in after having heart attacks. There were drug overdoses. So we sat and we waited for a really long time. Um, And then when she was finally seen, the doctor said, so happy that you came in because this does not look good. They thought she was maybe going to have to stay overnight, depending on if the infection had gotten into her bloodstream. Thank goodness it did not. So she just had to stay for a while to get a couple of IV antibiotics done for like, I think she had like two treatments of IV antibiotic done. And then she was sent home to be on an oral antibiotic. So if you sent me messages yesterday, I'm pretty sure I responded to everybody. I took like an hour this morning, literally just responding in DMs, expressing my gratitude and appreciation. I I'm so grateful. You guys have been such a support in everything that's been happening with my mom over the last several years. And it just means more to me than I can put into words. But unfortunately, (laughs) what happened with that was it became the priority of my day yesterday. And yesterday I had blocked out like six hours to work in the evening because I had so much to do yesterday afternoon and evening that most of that did not get done. And recording a podcast episode for you was one of those things. So I am so very sorry that we did not have an episode for you available this morning. But I wanted to come on and share, number one, what was going on with my mom, but also a couple of things that came up for me with this happening. So one thing that I do a lot of in my life is I look for like lessons when I go through things and I look for takeaways when I go through things and I look for things that I know will be valuable to the women in my world after I have gone through an experience. So yesterday and spending so much time with my mom at the hospital, a couple of things were coming up for me between yesterday afternoon and this morning, just in thoughts that I was having conversations that I've been having with some of my clients. And I wanted to share them here with you because I know that 
Family dynamics are hard. And when things come up in life, whether it's related to a family emergency or something other than that, it's really easy to put yourself on the back burner. And sometimes that's what happens. So yesterday was a a mess of a day for me. I came home early in the morning from staying overnight in Philadelphia the night before. Like I said, I had a full day of work booked out. I had things that I wanted and quite honestly needed to do. And my mom called me and said, I I really think I need to go to the hospital. My leg is not looking better. So I said, okay, we're going to make this happen. I'll go up there and I'll take you to the hospital. And I stayed there for five or six hours and then had to go and take care of her cat. By the time I got home, I was like, oh my gosh, I have all of this stuff to do. I never journaled today. I didn't do my reading. I didn't do my exercise. I left without my water bottle. So I didn't even have my water with me. I ate nothing all day, but like a granola bar and a banana at the hospital, hospital snacks instead of meals. I got home. I was so hungry. I was so exhausted. I was so grumpy that I just, I didn't even have the capacity emotionally to do anything else. I like ate dinner with my husband, sat on the couch for 20 minutes, and then went to bed at like 7 p.m. It was very, very necessary. But the thing that comes up for me in that is it's really easy for us to feel like one day of being out of our routine is the end of the world. And we can wake up the following day. I could have woken up this morning and felt terrible about myself. And like, oh my gosh, you didn't do anything that you said you were going to do yesterday. You had a to-do list that was a mile long. You said you were going to do all of these things and you didn't even do any of them. I could have woken up this morning and been angry at myself and resentful and guilt tripping myself and shaming myself and putting myself down. What type of mood would that have put me in to start my Monday morning that's already starting off a little bit behind because I wasn't present in my life the way I wanted to be yesterday because I was present with my mom and taking care of her so I didn't get to do the things that were important to me. How would have talking to myself in that way, beating myself up, shaming myself for not doing the things I said I was going to do yesterday how would that have set me up to have a productive day today? It wouldn't. It would put me in a really negative headspace where I would probably just be like, all right, well, fuck it then. If I already feel like a piece of shit, then I'm just going to sabotage myself all day long. And that's not what I wanted today to look like, right? That's not what my life looks like at all anymore since I've done so much work on myself. But in the past, one day like yesterday could have turned into being quote unquote off track all day today, not doing anything good for myself, beating myself up, negative self-talk, putting myself down, sabotaging myself in any way that I could. I slept in today later than I normally do because I was really tired. That could have had me in the mindset of like, oh my gosh, I slept in. What's the point in doing the workout? How many times do you say that to yourself? Like things don't go exactly as planned. And then we throw our hands up in the air and we say, well, this isn't working out. And then we just sabotage ourselves and sometimes we quit. And then we look back in six months after we spent the last half of the year sabotaging ourselves and doing all of the things that actually hurt us. And we're like, whoa, how did I get to this place where I feel so terrible about myself? And it was because one single day didn't go as planned or even a little bit more extreme. How often does one small thing happen at the start of your day that wasn't as planned and you throw in the towel and you say, you know what? Today sucks. I hate this day. I'm just not going to do anything else for myself. It's so easy for us to fall into this trap of believing that one bad moment or one bad day has to mean that the entire week is going to be trash or the entire month is going to be trash or what's the point in showing up for ourselves at all if we can't do everything that we had planned to do or if things hadn't gone the way that we expected them to go. I just want to remind you that in the grand scheme of creating success in your life, One bad day actually really means nothing. And the day for me wasn't even bad yesterday. I 
allowed something that was a priority to be a priority. But in that, sometimes in prioritizing other things, guess what happens? You take the back seat, you end up on the back burner, and that's normal for that to happen when things are actually more important and when things are actually an emergency and when things actually need to be prioritized. But what happens for so many of us is we take the smallest things in life that aren't emergencies, that can actually wait, that don't need to be prioritized, and we put them before ourselves, and we're constantly taking the back burner. There are times in my life where I do end up on the back burner, right? There are times in my life where I don't always do everything that I wanted to do for myself because there's a family emergency and I need to spend the day at the hospital with my mom or something came up in my business that is really important that needs to be fixed and needs two hours of my attention. There are times where I don't always do everything, but don't allow that to become the norm for you. Don't allow yourself to continue to end up on the back burner trying to serve everybody else in your life. There is a time and place where that will happen and it gets to be okay. Do not meet yourself in those situations with shame and guilt and feeling bad because life happened. Life is going to happen all of the time for the rest of our lives. That's what we're here for, for life to happen. So learn to prioritize other things when you really need to prioritize other things. Allow it to be okay when things don't go exactly the way you hoped that they would go, but don't allow, please don't allow one quote unquote bad day or one quote unquote bad weekend to turn into days and weeks and months of sabotaging yourself. It's Monday. I know that it's easy to start this day feeling like, ugh, I showed up for myself like shit this weekend. I don't feel good about myself. I spent so much of my life that way. I know what that feels like, but this is a brand new opportunity to recommit to yourself. And it's a moment for you to decide, I get to jump back into doing the things that make me feel really good about myself. One of my clients today in the 10 day love your body bootcamp, we're having a boxer coaching day. And she asked me after a day like yesterday, a day where you did not show up for yourself, how do you get your head back in the game? And what I shared with her is that it's taken practice for the last five plus even longer, really years of creating consistency of just jumping back in more quickly. You've probably heard me talk about this a million times, but the way that I have gotten to the place that I am with my consistency, with being able to have one really bad day and just so quickly jumping back in, it's because I've continued to close that gap of time. What used to take me two weeks to get back to now takes me an hour to get back to or a day to get back to depending on the circumstances. But we have to learn to not always allow the way that we feel to dictate how we show up for ourselves, right? We can't always allow I don't feel like it or I'm tired or yesterday sucked to stop us from showing up for ourselves. One of the things that will truly change your life, not just in the results that you get, but in how you feel in your life is being a woman who keeps her word to herself. If you told yourself Monday, I'm going to get back back to it. I'm going to get quote unquote back on track. You know, I don't like that language, but I'll use it for you. If you told yourself today, I'm going to get back on track, do it, follow through with that commitment to yourself and you will immediately start feeling better. But so many of us, we use one bad day as excuse and justification to continue to sabotage ourselves because we tend to make that mean I had a bad day. I couldn't be consistent. So success just must not be possible for me. It's not true. You can have a bad day where you do nothing, whether it's because something actually took priority or just because you didn't. You don't need an excuse to have a less than great day. That's a part of life. The sooner you can learn to just jump back in and get back to doing the things that make you feel your best, the quicker you're going to build consistency and the more powerful your ability is going to become to just jump back in. 
I would suggest if you're struggling with this right now, ask yourself, what are five things that I really want to do today? Take a look at that list and pick the easiest thing. Do it as quickly as you can. As quickly as your mind tells you, this is the thing that I pick, go and do it as soon as you have the opportunity. Most people, when they have a shitty day or a bad day or things didn't go as planned for a couple of days, they wait until they feel like it to get back to doing the things that they know are good for them. Stop waiting to feel like it. Instead, just make the decision that you're going to do it and then follow through with doing it. That is how you build consistency. We have to stop waiting on the I feel like doing it to happen before we actually take the step forward. What we want to feel, those feelings that we want to feel are actually on the other side of the action and behavior. Last week, I had a day where I woke up and I was just like, I am not, I am not feeling this today. And that's rare for me at this point in my life, but I was just not feeling anything. I was tired. I hadn't slept well. I was having nightmares that night. And I woke up in the morning and I was so groggy and I was like, oh, I just feel awful today. I'm not here for this. I don't want to do it. I don't want to adult today. I don't want to. But I knew that that was not how I wanted to feel throughout the course of my entire day. So I asked myself, Jessica, what are the things that actually make you feel better in your life? And can you allow yourself the opportunity to feel better by doing them? Will you allow yourself the opportunity to feel better by doing the things that you know make you feel better, even if you don't feel like doing them? Because the feelings that you want to feel, they're on the other side of doing the thing. So many of us are waiting for the feelings first, and then we take action. Stop waiting for the feelings. Take action and then allow yourself to bask in the feel goods of I did what I said I was going to do, okay? The other thing that has been on my heart with this situation and and things that came up that might be relevant for you but want to share because I know there are a lot of women in my audience who really appreciate when I share the truth of the dysfunction in my family, I was really sad yesterday because I was worried about my mom and my mom was really sick and I was worried, was she going to be okay? But also I was really sad because nobody else cares. And I just did my makeup and I put on lashes today. So I'm going to do my best here not to cry. It's really hard when you are the only child being a support to your parents. And aging parents can often feel like parenting in reverse. I don't know if if you've gone through this and maybe you feel this way. Having a parent who depends so much on you, and I'm, I'm so happy to be here for my mom. This is not me complaining about being there for my mom. I am so grateful that I'm able to support my mom. I am so grateful for her sobriety. I love the relationship that we have built. I love everything that I get to do for her. I truly, truly do. I am so grateful. However, It still hurts when it feels like no one else cares. When it feels like you grew up with siblings who your mom did just as much for them as she did for you. And aren't we supposed to care about one another because we're siblings? And aren't you supposed to care about her because she's your mom? And nobody cares. Nobody even knows what's going on. They don't know where my mom lives. They don't know what she's up to. They don't know if she's sober. They don't know if she's dead. They don't know anything. They know nothing about my mom. And it's really hard for me sometimes, especially when things like this happen, because I realize the severity of like, anything that happens to my parents is going to be my responsibility to deal with. And not only is it going to be my responsibility to deal with, but I'm dealing with it alone. And there are a lot of times, if you know a lot about my story, I've set some pretty firm boundaries with 
my older brother specifically because of the abuse that's happened in our relationship. I miss my younger brother a lot. I miss both of my brothers a lot. Like I do. I miss my family. And it makes me really sad to think that when my parents are no longer here, which is going to be a reality one day, it's going to feel as though I have no family because they're the only people in my family that I talk to. And that's really hard for me. And it's really hard to watch how much it hurts my parents, how much it hurts my mom to have been, she was a single mom who raised the three of us. She did the best that she could. And they're just not there. I can't imagine what that pain feels like as a parent to feel like you did the best that you could for your kids and they just abandon you and don't want anything to do with you. It's just really hard. And inside of the 10 day love your body bootcamp, I've been doing a lot of coaching with the women inside about things that have come up for them and the way that they feel about their body and how so much of that has been projected on them by the world. And unfortunately, a part of the world is the people in their families. And we've been talking a lot about setting boundaries and accepting people for who they are and learning how to effectively communicate what is okay and what is not okay. I just wanted to share this for those of you who are in similar situations, because I I know that so many women in my audience are. And I just want you to know that it's okay. It's not okay. It sucks. (laughs) Quite honestly, it sucks. And it's hurtful. But I don't want you to allow your family dysfunction or your family dynamic or any of the hard things that are happening in your life to become an excuse for you to not show up powerfully for yourself in your life. I played the victim to my circumstances for so many years. I played the victim to myself for so many years. I convinced myself I wasn't capable of doing certain things because of my upbringing, because I didn't have support, because I didn't have money, because I didn't have a family that cared about me, because I didn't have a dad, because my brothers were toxic jerks to me, because everything I could think of. Even with my finances, I wasn't taught how to handle money. I had a 500 credit score because nobody taught me it was important. I was evicted from apartments because nobody taught me how to manage my money. Literally everything that you could think of that happened in my life, I wanted to blame other people for. And I felt like for so much of my life, I couldn't change until I convinced other people to change so that they could be better with me. I spent many years of my life hoping that the people in my family would be what I wanted them to be. I hoped that my dad would be the loving and compassionate daddy that I wanted for so long. I wished that my mom would have been nicer to me, less judgmental of me, less critical of the way that I looked and the way that I behaved. I wish that I had brothers that were there for me and were supportive and loved me. I wished all of that. And a part of me still does. It doesn't mean that I'm just like, oh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Sometimes it still really hurts. Right now it hurts. When things happen in my life, especially pertaining to my parents, it hurts to not have the family that I want and to feel like there is no support when I want it so badly. I want you to know that those things don't have to be indicators that you cannot create the life that you want for yourself and that you can't live a really happy and fulfilling life. How many of us are waiting until people change for us to feel like we can live the lives that we want? One thing that I've realized in my life is that we have to learn to accept people for who they are. And that doesn't mean that we have to be okay with it. If we're not okay with it, we get to set boundaries and create distance and separate ourselves from people. I don't believe that just because someone is family, if they're toxic for you, then that means they deserve to treat you in an emotionally abusive way just because they're your family. I don't believe in that at all whatsoever. 
you get to set boundaries and create distance for yourself. But I just want you to know it's okay if it hurts a little bit. We have to learn to accept that people are going to be who they're going to be, but we have to take responsibility for our own lives. And let's not let the way that other people show up in their own lives to hold us back from the way that we show up in ours. And let's not try and justify not taking care of ourselves and not showing up for ourselves because we don't have the support that we so wish that we had. Just because you don't have the support that you wish that you had, just because you don't have the family that you so badly wish that you had, it doesn't mean that you can't become the successful woman that you want to be. It doesn't mean that you can't create anything that you want in your life. It sucks that we're not supported the way we want to be supported. It sucks that we don't have the family dynamic that we want. But there comes a point where we just have to learn to be okay with what the reality is instead of allowing it to justify holding ourselves back from creating the life that we want. Okay, so I hope that in me sharing this for you, it lets you know that number one, you are not alone. If your family dynamic hurts, I see you and I love you and I feel you and it's shitty. It's very shitty to not have a family that you wish that you had. If you are the only child who is responsible for your mom or your dad or your aging parents, I see you and I feel you and I know that it's heavy and I know that it sucks and I know that it hurts and I know that it feels lonely and I know that it feels sad. You are not alone. I often remind myself that no matter how alone I feel in my struggles in my life, there is always somebody out there who understands. There is always somebody out there who is going through something very similar, who can empathize with you and understand and see you the way that you want to be seen. There is support for you in this world. I want you to know that sometimes we look to the people who are right in front of us and think you're supposed to be the person who supports me the most. But sometimes the people who support you the most will be people that you have never met in your life. I have so many clients who I've worked with who feel more supported from me than they've ever felt from somebody in their real life. You can choose to be supported by the people who want to support you. Sometimes we have to know how to differentiate who is actually willing to support me. And am I willing to look for that person instead of looking to the person that I so badly wish would support me, but they've proven to me time and time again that they're not willing to support me? the way that I want to be supported. Okay. I love you so very much. I would love to ask you again to please leave a rating and review on the Queen of Pep Talks podcast. It means so very much. You guys leave the most beautiful and heartfelt reviews. I'm so happy that this gets to be a free platform where I can support you and uplift you and empower you and encourage you in your life. You being here means more to me than I can ever put into words. And I'm so happy that I can share the realest and truest version of who I am with you here in this space. I feel so safe with the women who listen to this podcast. And I know that everything that I go through is relevant for someone who is listening. So if today was relevant for you, I would love if you would send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if you appreciated this message, if it hit home for you, if you learned something, if you took something away, I would love to hear that. I hope you have the most fantastic Monday of your life. If today is hard for you, I just want to let you know you are seen, you are loved, you are supported. I'll talk to you guys soon.